is nothing wrong with your radio. Do not attempt to change the station. We are controlling transmission. If we wish to make it louder, we will bring up the volume. If we wish to make it softer, we will bring it to a whisper. For the next hour, sit quietly and we shall control all that you hear. You are about to participate in a great adventure. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the outer limits. And now, it's time for the radio show that covers just about every topic. Because variety is the spice of life. From the arcane and unusual to current events and practical tips. Because if it's interesting, they'll be talking about it. And now, here's Bill and Allison Mancaro. Thank you, Harley. Thank you, Harley. Good morning, Hill Country. At our Thank you, at Bob. our new starting hour, <laughs> we're starting at eight o'clock. We now. are, we are, and that's we really like it. Actually, we are Bill and Allison, and we are sometimes wrong, but we're always right. Always right. Uh, yeah, we're we're starting out on a new uh, hour, and we've got two hours to go, which is much better, frankly, uh, because we always can never get through the material that we've prepared, and uh, so uh, instead of preparing six hours for one hour show, we're now preparing twelve <laughs> hours for. One. Two hours. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we always like to start with a verse. Uh, this is from John chapter 14. Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And the theologian Robert Murray McChain said, If I could hear Christ praying for me in the next room, I would not fear a million enemies. Yet distance makes no difference. He is praying for me. Okay. In this show, we're going to have a tribute to Kerrville's own Jimmy Rogers, the singing brakeman. NASCAR goes woke. Interviews with rising mu- musical superstars Melissa Ann and George Bennett. And much, much more. Much, but much more. but before Bill goes on to talk about the folk festival, mm-hmm. uh, you heard our, our weatherman talking about how it's, it's actually it's quite cool out right now. Um, today it's supposed to be up to 95 but for the next oh 10 days i think uh 100 103 102 101 100 101 100 98 100 and 100 here here and that that's through tuesday me. the 14th and then and then the 15th 16th and 17th it'll only get up to 99 well excuse well, me well the weatherman referred to a uh, the heat wave that was coming up Hmm. So I guess this is it. Well, the old farmer's almanac, which predicts the weather uh, in a very in a secret way over a year in advance for regions around the country, uh, for the last what hundred some years, uh, has a uh, uh, seventy-five uh, traditional average rate of eighty percent accurate. So try that. They say for the month of June, uh, which is uh, in our region. Uh, it's going to be uh, from the 4th to the 14th, in other words, today to the 14th, a few thunderstorms, and we got one last night, mm-hmm. so they were accurate there. 
uh, and uh, it'll be warm. And then they say the middle of the month, thunderstorms and warm. It's going to be summer will be hotter than normal with the hottest periods in late June from mid-July into mid-August. Um, well, well we- weather.com is not forecasting any th- thunderstorms. Well, we'll see pa- who's partly, right. Partly cloudy a couple of days. We'll but, see who's but right. They aren't predicting any rain. Okay, well, we had rain last night. Did they predict that? Probably not. I don't, I don't uh, know. They say uh, also tropical storm threat toward the end of the month and then isolated thunderstorms. But they do agree it'll be hotter than normal and rainfall will be below normal, and it is. Our rainfall average uh, to this date is about 7 inches. And we've had only about what, almost three, I think. Mm. So, it's uh, we we sure need it. Well, we talked about the folk festival. Did may, many people don't know that the Kerrville Folk Festival is the longest continuously running music festival in North America? Wow, isn't that cool to, for Kerrville to have something like that? That's very cool. It's the fiftieth cool. annual, going on right now through June twelfth. Uh, it's out at, uh, I mean, guests come from all over the world. Famous musicians come from all over the world. Right. Uh, yeah, I was, was going to. Our, our musical guests who are uh, going to be on the show later uh, are here, 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 here for, for it. it. Here for it. Yes, absolutely. They'll be they'll be coming up later in the program. Uh, they are rising stars in the music industry. I mean, they play to several thousand people, so that's that ain't bad. Uh, anyway, guests come from all over the world. It's at Quiet Valley Ranch. If you don't know where that is, just go down 16 south. Is away from Fredericksburg, you know, toward Bandera. away from Kerrville. Away from well, both. <laughs> well, eventually you go away from Kerrville, no matter where you go. But uh, this way, go down, uh, go down south on 16, uh, which is Sydney Baker in town, and uh, just keep going, and you'll see Quiet Valley Ranch on your right. What, 10 miles? I don't know, something, so, like, something that. like that. Yeah. And I'm sure you'll see lots of cars and people. Yeah. So I don't that, think it'll be hard to find. It's exactly right. For more information, go to KerrvilleFolkFestival.org. Or you can dial, dial, <laughs> yeah, or Punch. you can type this out on your Remington Rand. Uh, 830-257-3600 is the phone number for more information, or just go to Kerrville Folk Did Festival. it really say dial? KerrvilleFolkFestival.org, I said dial. Oh, okay. Jeez. <laughs> well, you push buttons on a phone, you dial, isn't it called dialing? I suppose. Okay. I suppose. <laughs> anyway, I said that was so cool for Kerrville to have something like that. Well, it I'll is, tell you what, it it's cool for Kerrville... To have, to have uh, Jimmy Rogers as our hometown boy. Now, Meridian, Mississippi, okay, he was born there and grew up there and everything. But when he had the choice, he came to Kerrville. He built his dream home uh, on the corner of, let me think about it. Jackson. Jackson and Water Street? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I believe that's, I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'd have to go through. We, we drive, drive by drive, it I see every, every day. day. I drive by it every <laughs> single day. I can't. Re- I don't look at the street signs. You know. Anyway, Jimmy Rogers. Now, so, there are two Jimmy Rogers. So you know, you've got to know who who we're talking about. Um, there's a Jimmy Rogers who just died a couple of years ago. Who's kind of a pop singer, but and that's not the one I'm talking about. I'm talking about the singing brakeman, Jim, uh, Jimmy Rogers. In 1933, he was uh, he died of TB at the age of 35, widely regarded as the father of country music, one of the biggest stars of American music between 1927 and 1933. He did more to popularize blues than any other performer of his time. Talking about our Kerrville boy here. He recorded 111 songs, sold 20 million records. He was the number one uh, seller of records for RCA Victor. 
Uh, he uh, enthralled people with his performance of songs that catalog the various memories and experiences of small town and rural Americans. Uh, and he came to Kerrville to seek relief from tuberculosis, which he eventually died of. Um, moved to Hill Country in 1959, built his dream home. He accounted for fully, as I said, 10% of RCA Victor's sales. Uh, he wrote um, many songs that we're familiar with, uh, and one of them you're going to hear in a moment. Uh, when the Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum was established in 1961, he was put in it right away, the first one. Wow. Merle, some of the people who have admired him and, and covered his songs, Merle Haggard, Hank Snow, Bob Dylan, Bono, Muddy Waters, Elvis Presley, Gene Autry, Johnny Cash, who said the first record he ever heard was Jimmy Rogers, uh, Allison Krause Union Sta and Union Station, Jerry Garcia, Dickie Betts, Dwight Yoakam, Aaron Neville, John Mellencamp, Willie Nelson, Lefty Frizzell. Some of those guys did tri and ladies did tribute albums. Ernest Tubb considered Jimmy Rogers an idol. Uh, some other people, I mean, I could go through the whole list. Waylon Jennings, Tom Paul Glazer, George Harrison, John Fahey, Elton John, Leon Russell, all have done covers of Jimmy Rogers' songs. The 1982 film Honky Tonk Man with Clint Eastwood was a big hit. Uh, it was loosely based on Jimmy Rogers' life. Hmm. I did not know that. Well, I mentioned he, he, uh, he's uh, composed a number of songs that you'd be familiar with. And here's one called T4 Texas, and this is Kerrville's own Jimmy Rogers. T4 Texas, T4 Tennessee, T4 Texas, T4 Tennessee, T4 Selma. That gal that made a wreck out of me Get more women than a passenger train can haul. Oh, Well, that was Jimmy Rogers singing T for Texas. And we have a new listener. Rodrigo is originally from Guatemala. We got to know him when he was briefly in San Antonio. And he is now working in Dubai. Yeah, so, he's, so, he's, he's, he has mentioned that he uh, listens to us. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And um, he, he sent me an email the other day. And uh, he, he told us that, uh, that he gets together with a fellow. F uh, Rodrigo is learning Russian. And he gets together with a fellow from Belarus and another fellow from Russia. And he gets together with them separately since they're on different sides of the war. Um, but they are helping him learn Russian and he's helping them perfect their English. And what Rodrigo said to me the other day in an email, I'm trying to figure out the Russian temperament. But I found something interesting. 
Ivan said, he said he thought despite all the news, it's okay for Americans to be allowed to have guns, but if the same liberty was given to Russians, he is convinced that they would kill each other within a short period of time. I, Rodrigo, asked why, and he said that when you greet an American, there's always a smile, and you can sense a lot of cheerfulness and friendliness, but Russians are always serious and gloomy. Hmm. How about that? How about that? Uh, and I, I pointed out to uh, to Rodrigo, I said, I said the reason for the Second Amendment is not so that Americans can kill each other, it's to so that we can protect ourselves um, from government tyranny. That's that, that was the reason for the Second Amendment. Absolutely right. Absolutely. Without the Second Amendment, it, Second Amendment is what I call the linchpin or the firing pin of our liberties, of the Constitution. Um, because an armed populace is not, uh, the government is afraid of an armed populace. And uh, as I've said often, um, when the government wants to take your guns, uh, that means they want to do something you'd probably shoot them for. Uh, <laughs> that's, so, that's true. So you know, not but, funny, but it's true. You know, mentioning Russians, uh, I had the blessing of my parents uh, going to on a, a European tour, and they took me along when I was about 14 or 15, and we went to the Soviet Union, which was the Soviet Union at the time. And there was a, I have to disagree with uh, Rodrigo about the Russian temperament, at least my experience with it, uh, particularly one that I remember very, very well, never forget. I was, uh, there was, we were at some place where they had a number of Russian soldiers, and there were all these enlisted men in the back of a troop convoy, big truck, uh, open air. Uh, and uh, I raised my camera to take a picture, and they went, oh, no, 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 because that's illegal. I mean, you can't take pictures of any military installation or anything like that in, in the Soviet Union. And I thought they were telling me to put my camera down. No, they wanted to straighten their hats and <laughs> straighten up and pose for the picture. Well, I took the picture. And all of a sudden, I felt two hands right underneath, because I, you know, I was holding the camera up, so my arms were elevated. Two hands from behind me grabbed me uh, just, just you know, around my um, rib cage and lifted me straight up in the air. <laughs> and I, you know almost lost it and then he flipped me around and it was a russian officer and he laughed hysterically he thought that was the funniest thing so uh, that's that's my impression of russians and it, it wasn't bad at all oh well, while we're talking about russia um belarus and ukraine um pavel sakaritz is a business associate of ours yes pavel yeah he has a fascinating story he came to the U.S. from Belarus in 2000 for the summer to make some money working in an amusement park and to improve his English. He was 20. He had $50 in his pocket. No family or friends in the U.S. He married a Ukrainian nurse. He became a home builder and got involved in real estate sales. He is very successful living the American dream. He sent me an email yesterday. I'm going to Warsaw on June 22nd for a third time to deliver vests, boots, and other equipment to Belarusians that are volunteers fighting Putin's army in Ukraine, fighting there without any equipment, only guns. And I brought a lot of stuff to them already. Um, a month ago, uh, Pavel emailed me. He had registered for the convention that our company was having in mid-May. He said, I was really looking forward to it, but I have to cancel. I'm flying to Warsaw with equipment for the Belarusian soldiers. His charitable foundation is raising money 
to buy that equipment. Let me play you a little clip of, of Pavel. Hi guys, uh, my name is Pavel Sakuritz and I have been sending bulletproof vests, boots, uh, headphones and other equipment to Belarusian volunteers that help Ukrainians to defend their freedom since uh, March 2022. I personally flew in over 100 vests, boots and headphones that we have purchased um, from the donations that we have received. At the beginning of the Russian-Ukrainian war, there were less than 500 Belarusian volunteers fighting to support Ukraine. And now there are more than a thousand. And our guys need vests, uniforms, glasses, helmets, so they could stay alive. I'm flying in Warsaw again on June 22nd, and my goal is to bring them another 100 plate carriers or more. Uh, plates will be installed inside of the carriers in Warsaw. And uh, basically, we're raising funds to help our guys to stay alive. I'm flying to Warsaw on June 22nd, and everything that we purchased before June 22nd will be delivered by me. Everything after June 22nd will be delivered by my brother or other Belarusians from Minnesota so our guys could stay alive. And we hope you will support them. Um, their contact information is contact at belarusianamericans.org and that's b-e-l-a-r-u-s-i-a-n americans.org or if you uh, can't find that you can email us and we will forward it to them and our email address is mencaro at gmail.com and that's m-e-n-c-a-r-o-w at gmail.com and coming up Nancy Pelosi, who was barred from Catholic Communion, wants to impeach the Pope. NASCAR goes woke. We deal in illusions, man. None of it is... In... <laughs> Sorry about that. Interviews with rising musical superstar Melissa Ann and George Bennett and much, much more. So stay with us. Bring me sunshine in your smile Make me happy all the while In this world where we live There should be more happiness So much joy we can give to each brand new bright tomorrow Make me happy Through the years Welcome back. We're Bill and Allison, the Bill and Allison Show. 
Mm-hmm. At uh, Hill Country Patriot, time is 8.30. And we're at hillcountrypatriot.com, 104.3 and 102.1. And you can listen to us 24-7 at First Couple, couple of, of Texas, Texas Radio. Radio.com. Radio. I forgot who we were. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I, I, I have a, a, a couple of what I call found money stories. Um, when, whenever I am not expecting any m- money that, that I am given, I, ca- I call it found money. Uh, a man in Germany found $222,000 in kitchen cabinets that he bought on eBay for $356. He took the cabinets to the police. Under German law, keeping found cash of $15 or above is a criminal offense potentially classified as embezzlement. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Okay, and in uh, Blackpool, England, a man, a man bought a cute, fluffy dog for his nine-year-old daughter. I'll tell you in a minute about what what its breed is. Um, he, he took the dog out walking, and uh, on the very first walk, on the very first walk, the cute bundle of fluff stopped, started frantically digging, undercovered a pile of gold pieces. Fifteen gold coins, likely from the 18th century, worth about $8,000. And uh, the, the dog is a Legato Romanello. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure that's the correct pronunciation. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Some Italian friends should call in and t- t- tell me how you really pronounce it. Uh, it's an Italian breed, and it's known for its truffle hunting abilities. And we oh. have actually seen them in action. We have. We were in. Uh, we were in Tuscany. We were in Tuscany um, a couple of years ago, and uh, we went on a truffle hunt. Uh, we just went as observers, <laughs> but uh, it was um, um, older gentleman who didn't speak a word of English, and uh, they use uh, dogs, and. The dogs find the truffles, and then he comes and grabs them uh, before the dogs can eat them. Uh, and what happens is the way they train these dogs, he said, we put truffle oil, uh, when they're newborns, we put truffle oil on the mother's breasts, and they associate the scent of truffle with, you know, mommy's milk. And uh, they grow up, and they can smell the truffles um, uh, that are underground, around the roots, uh, around the roots of trees. And... Uh, he said, but we have to get to them before they eat the truffles. <laughs> he, well, he does. He does throw a truffle or two every once in a while as, as, a, yep. as a treat. He'll have to, to t- them. take them out of their mouths. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He takes them out of their mouths, too, which you know, that's nice to think about when you're eating truffles, <laughs> which I'm not a big fan. But anyway. Yeah, they're, they're very expensive. Oh, you but, in in restaurants, uh, we saw that, uh, uh, you know, if you wanted pasta and you th- they said, do you want truffle, uh, shaved truffles? So they come over and shave truffles. I didn't get it. But uh, $50 U.S. extra yeah. for that. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, but the uh, many people think that uh, you, well, you can buy things in truffle oil. I've forgotten what, what's it, what's in truffle oil. Allison, the, you know, Tru- bo- truffles bottles. <laughs> I think we have one on our kitchen counter. We do. Well, I don't know. Um, that's just uh, it's truffle oil is not made from truffles. It's not like they squeeze truffles and get oil out of them. Really? Yeah, it's just olive oil with truffles thrown oh, in it. 
in that like, truffle oil. Like the g- garlic olive oil that we make. That's true. Yeah. It's not. It's not. You don't squeeze garlic to get the oil. Well, actually, we sort of do. We uh, <laughs> chop garlic and put it in the process, food processor and put mm-hmm. it in a bottle of olive oil. And uh-huh. boy, is it good, along with some Italian herbs. Mm-hmm. But I want to get back to the story of the dogs and truffles. And I told the man through an interpreter, uh, I said, well, in France, they don't use dogs. They use pigs. Why do you use dogs here? And he <laughs> said, he said, oh, he said, in, in Italy, we have a much better use for pigs. <laughs> Good man. <laughs> well, we had promised to tell you about uh, Nancy Pelosi uh, drawing up articles of, of impeachment against the Pope. Um, she, you've probably heard that she has been denied communion in her home city of, of San Francisco, and she retaliated against that insult by introducing articles of impeachment against Pope Francis. Denying me the Eucharist is a high crime. It's not even the Pope's job to not deny communion to anyone. Who does exactly he think he? <laughs> who does he think he is? He's gone mad with power. It is therefore my solemn constitutional duty to draft articles of impeachment to be sent to the Senate so Pope Francis can be tried for his crimes. I almost believe this story. I know. She's nuts, I know. She's nuts enough to do that. I know. It's, I know. Um, in the investigation, Congress found the Pope may have engaged in a quid pro quo. He will offer access to the Eucharist in exchange for not being a corrupt politician who advocates for the slaughter of millions of innocent babies. <laughs> but political pundits are already calling on the Pope to step down if the charges are true. When pressed as to whether Congress actually has the authority to impeach the Pope, Pelosi replied to that, we have to impeach him first in order to find out whether we can do it. Yeah. Doesn't that sound familiar? Yeah, that's what she said about uh, Obamacare. We exactly. Have to, uh, exactly. We have to pass it to find out what's in it. That that part is, it was true. That, of course, that was a joke story. She hasn't art- introduced <laughs> articles of impeachment. But I well, said, well, not, not yet. <clears throat> not yet. I, I wouldn't put it past her. Uh, you know, every time I look at uh, Nancy Pelosi, I think I'm watching an ad for Botox, Polydent, and Jack Daniels. <laughs> well, here's a true story. After the San Francisco Archbishop banned Nancy Pelosi from uh, communion because of her stance on abortion, by the way, that's what it was. And he, he said he tried many times to contact her, to talk to her about her position on abortion, but uh, he says because she's in favor of killing babies, uh, he banned her from communion. Pope Francis, now he was up to be a cardinal, the bishop of San Francisco. He was uh, considered to be next in line to be appointed as a cardinal. Pope Francis passed him over immediately after he banned Nancy Pelosi from communion. He passed him over and appointed another bishop to the rank of cardinal. Who was pro-abortion? Who was pro-abortion. Wow. He's not, well, he's not. Wow. I don't know if you can say he's pro-abortion, but he says uh, if you're pro-abortion, you should not be banned from communion. So he disagreed with the bishop who banned Pelosi, and he's the one who got the job as a cardinal. How about that? That's 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 your pope for you. Yeah, yeah, that's your pope. Well, let's see what we got. Oh yes, NASCAR. How delightful you are. NASCAR's gone woke, folks. NASCAR's gone woke. It's time to time to start another another association. Last Sunday, Governor Abbott waved the green flag ahead of the All Star race at Texas Motor Speedway. Some people, uh, uh, gay 
gay activists and trans activists complained to NASCAR because of the Texas heartbeat law, uh, because uh, you, you can't, uh, you know, you can't teach that stuff in school. Well, NASCAR issued an apology for Governor Abbott waving the green flag. Uh, what, it should have been a rainbow flag? Oh, they wouldn't have objected to that. Right. You can't fly a Confederate flag at, the, at NASCAR, but you can fly a rainbow flag, a gay pride flag. Uh, they, they, NASCAR said, we are celebrating the LGBTQ, LSMFT community. We acknowledge that recent actions have not aligned with NASCAR's mission to be a welcoming sport for all. This was the first day of LGBTQ blah, 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 Pride Month, uh, and so they, they apologized that. Uh, and what reason is, in February, Abbott asked state agencies to investigate any reports of children undergoing treatment to alter their biological development. Um, Attorney General Ken Paxton says this surgery that they're giving to kids is child abuse, which it is. Did you know that the suicide rate for transgenders is much, much higher uh, than the, for normal kids? Uh, because they, they wake up and realize what they've done to themselves. Yeah. Uh, it's, and the surgery is irreversible. Yeah. So you're going to live with it the rest of your life. Uh, some people responding to NASCAR's uh, decision to apologize, to grovel. Uh, somebody said, this is a perfect example of wokeness invading a business to the point where they have completely lost touch with their customer base. Somebody else said, people triggered that a politician was allowed to be at a race in a red state and what raved the green flag need to grow up. Somebody else says, woke NASCAR? What else? Woke MMA? Somebody else said, yeah. Somebody else said, go woke, go broke. You people will never learn. Uh, this isn't the first time that they've done stuff like this. Uh, I mean, they're, they're just alienating their, I mean, NASCAR fans? Are you kidding me? Are, do you not know what your, your, your constituency is? Of course, the U.S. Marine Corps now is going full woke, believe it or not. Uh, for Gay Pride Month, they, sell, they shared an image online of a Marine helmet featuring rainbow bullets. In addition, the Air Force tweeted out a graphic with hashtag celebrate pride and a female airman saluting with rainbow colors in her hand, on her hand. Yeah, I mean, how, how many people have commented that if World War II were to happen today, oh, we, we wouldn't win. Yeah. With, with all this. With all and this don't stuff you think the Russians on. and the Chinese know that? Well, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's I mean, why. You didn't you, see you know, Putin. You, you know they're laughing at us. Oh, of course. They, they, laugh, they laugh in their faces. They laugh at the, at the Secretary of State twice in meetings. They've laughed at Joe Biden to his face. Uh, it, it's a humiliation. It's horrible. Uh, somebody on this, back to the Marines and celebrating Rainbow Pride Month and all that. Somebody commented on online, the last 50 years I was always proud to tell people that I was a Marine. Now I won't even mention it. There are some great Marine heroes turning over in their graves. Somebody else said, tell that to the guys that made it to the beaches of Normandy or Iwo Jima. I suppose you think they were mostly LGBTQF types. <laughs> yeah. Uh, remember, it, it was always what it, what it was up until very recently. Stay out of our bedroom. Keep it private. You know, that's, that was their argument. We're just, you know, stay out of our bedroom. We'll, we'll keep it private. Now it's flashed in our faces to accept or else you're banned, you're, you're what's the term? Ghosted, whatever it is. Uh, 
The left is all about social issues because it only involves lip service and no real action. You know, the majority of Americans are waiting for real problems to be solved, like fuel prices, food prices, car prices, home prices, um, higher tax rates, inflation, recession, empty shelves, crappy educational system. You know, the little things that most <laughs> people worry about, those little things. But anyway, uh, I told you about the Marines. What else I got? Okay, that's enough of that. But that, that is just, well, okay, I've got one more. State Farm. Uh, Allison, play that State Farm cut, please. State Farm tells us they're a good neighbor. But would a good neighbor target five-year-olds for conversations about sexual identity? That's what State Farm's doing asking employees to donate guides to being transgender to public schools. Books aimed at making kindergartners question their identity. It's textbook indoctrination. These books don't belong in elementary schools, and State Farm shouldn't be putting them there. Like a creepy neighbor, State Farm is there. Yeah, exactly. Consumers Research, which is the oldest consumers organization, and they're good guys. Uh, this is not Consumer Reports, who are lefties. This is Consumers yeah. Research. Um, they've, they've, uh, gone after Nike, who's, who's progressive, woke, um, profiting off of forced labor in China. They've gone after American Airlines, who attacked a, the voter ID law, you know, that there should be ID when you vote. There is in Texas. Oh, but wait a minute. Don't I have to show my ID when I fly on American Airlines? Yep. That's just about. Wow. That's you really must be dis- reading my mind. That's really disgusting. They require that. Uh, they reduced leg room and laid off employees during the pandemic despite cashing in on major government bailouts uh coca-cola is 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 woke um just i guess to distract from their dismal sales figures i was reading the other day it's horrible Uh, last week the executive director of consumers research said he'd received a tip from an employee of state farm that the insurance carrier was involved in a woke indoctrination program as we just heard that placed books on being transgender and being non-binary in community centers and public libraries with the goal of influencing children as young as five years old, attempting to expose children to woke ideology without their parents' permission, consent, or even knowledge. Uh, He said State Farm must be held accountable for targeting kindergartners with their woke indoctrination. And we talked about this last week on the show, what has happened since then. There's been a tremendous backlash against State Farm. Thousands of people are, have posted online that they have called their agent and canceled and switched insurance carriers from oh, State good. Farm, yeah, well, as good. we have. Uh, Executive Vice President of State Farm, Rand Herbert, issued a statement saying, we made a mistake with our involvement in this program, and we are sorry. We have ended it. But that's not enough. I'm sorry. Uh, an apology online is not enough. This transgender and training program that State Farm pushed ran for several months with these books being delivered to kindergartner, kindergarten classrooms today, courtesy of State Farm. Wow. State Farm should find every school, every public library, every community center where these books were donated and get them out of there. Yeah. They should publish the results of what they've done, notify parents in the areas where books were made available to children so they can see if their kid has that, has these books. That's what State Farm should be doing. At 846, 
on a Saturday morning with Bill and Allison. And we're going to take a short break and hope you join us. Resurrection. That's the name of the this is our very own Kinky Friedman taking us to our break. Welcome back. As you probably know, we play that that music a lot. It's from The Office, where Andy Bernard said, I wish there was a way to know you were in the good old days before you actually left them. (laughs) That's a good one. I like that. I like that. Well, 8.50 is our Hill Country Patriot time, and we are Bill and Allison, and we're happy that you have joined us today. Yeah, thank you. And we've got uh, some special guests coming up. Uh, some rising stars in the musical world here. Yeah, we have a live studio audience today. We do. We do. For the, uh, Which we normally don't. Coming in for the Curl Folk Festival, which mm-hmm. we've talked about uh, before, but I'll remind you again. Uh, I've lost my sheet on it, so I'll have to uh, well, wing it. Okay. Well, are you going to do that right now? Uh, well, it's. Uh, I'm just reminding folks to go to the Folk, folk Festival, uh, and it's uh, on Route 16 at... Uh, Quiet Valley Ranch, mm-hmm. and it is the longest-running folk festival in the United States, Verville's mm-hmm. own folk festival. You know, uh, oh, you've got, oh, I know, you've got something to talk about. Well, I was going to say, here's something, as Harley would say, something good to know. Okay. And sitting here at Harley's consoles reminded me, and we just learned this ourselves the other day, the you know tape dispenser that sits on your desk that's very heavy, um, the other day, Bill picked mine up, and all of a sudden, all this stuff fell out of it, and it looked like salt, but we didn't want to taste didn't it. Didn't want to taste it. No. <laughs> but we we realized, and and I looked at Harley's, and, and his is exactly the same way, and it looks like he's had the same problem. If you turn them over, they have these two little rubber things, and what they do is they hold the sand in, and uh, it mine is very very old, and I think what had happened was that the glue holding it holding it on had uh, uh, come off <laughs> so uh, desk uh, salt all, all sand all over my desk <laughs> yeah I mean, we, we learned something exactly and put it back together again too well 852 is our hill country patriot time joe biden's baby formula shortage has hit the city of milwaukee so badly that babies have been admitted to the emergency room for malnutrition uh, we don't have enough supply on the market because Joe Biden is more concerned with pronouns than ensuring America's children have enough to eat. So this is a national crisis, not just a local crisis. It's an American crisis, not a worldwide crisis. You can't blame Putin for this. Putin's baby shortage, although they'll try, I'm sure. This is on Joe Biden and his caretakers. You know, this is what happens when you put left-wing sociopaths in charge of a country. They don't focus on the basics, like making sure we have enough energy, fuel, water, baby food. Fascist social engineers don't care about the basics. What they care about is rewiring human nature into something that will accept partial birth abortion, 
forgiving student loans for the elite college-educated, emptying prisons, chemically castrating little children, gay porn in elementary schools, drag queen story hours, and and Americans being replaced by illegal aliens. That's what we got going. That's what we got going here. They wanted to fund the police. How's that working for you in schools, defunding the police? Yeah, really. Yeah. Remember, it's the Democrats who wanted to fund the police. Of course, they're not saying that right now, are they? But every, as, as uh, we, yeah, as uh, Ted Cruz uh, and Chuck Grassley in the Senate introduced a bill uh, that would have given a lot of money uh, to, to, improve, uh, to uh, improve school security, uh, the Democrats blocked it uh, a few months ago. Oh, anyway, that's that's what we got. Uh, you had some on Queen Elizabeth, didn't you? I do. As um, people who who pay attention might might know, Queen Elizabeth's um, what is it? So, jubilee. Yeah, it's a jubilee. Which one is it? Fifty. Yeah, it's for fifty. She, fifty. She, she's been in in office. <laughs> Not quite it. She, she she's been the queen. She, she's for been 50 queen years. for fifty years. That's going on right now, and. Um, she was the first British monarch ever to visit Texas, and we gave her a Texas-sized tip of the te- Stetson. She loved it. She asked her U.S. chief of protocol, why didn't I come here sooner? And Texas... Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Texas has long had a special relationship with Great Britain, one of the first Euro- European nations to recognize the new Republic of Texas. We actually flirted for a while with the notion of becoming part of the British Empire in the 1840s, but the U.S. had other plans. Um, she, uh, when she arrived at Love Field, she was greeted with the strains of the Yellow Rose of Texas. The words to God Save the Queen were recited before playing that song so that the mostly Texas audience wouldn't sing My Country Tis of Thee, <laughs> which has the same tune. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, while in Dallas, she knighted uh, the British-born founder of uh, Texas Instruments and also co-founder of the UT campus there. And uh, she delighted an audience by recounting the well-known Texas story in which a man tells his son, never ask a man where he's from. If he's fr- from Texas, he'll tell you. Otherwise, no use embarrassing him by asking. Hmm. <laughs> well, that's very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, and, and she declared, no s- state commands such fierce pride and lo- loyalty. Lesser mortals are pitied for their misfortune in not being born Texans. <laughs> she said that? She did. How about that? Queen Elizabeth said that. Yes, she did. Well, that is very cool. You know, we were talking about the uh, baby formula uh, crisis, and it is a crisis. Uh, and some things, I, you know, as you were reading that, some things I was, I was thinking about as well. Um, because this applies not only to, to the baby formula, but it applies to the gas prices, uh, to the prices you see in the grocery store. You know, I don't normally brag about my expensive trips, Allison, <laughs> but I just got back from the grocery store. As Robert Lefebvre said, government is a disease masquerading as its own cure. Now, we are witnessing a grand illustration of that truth in the form of the U.S. Air Force, a US Air Force airlift of baby formula from Europe to the United States. Uh, that airlift is part of the Biden administration's response to the nationwide baby formula shortage. Uh, shortage. Most people don't realize the baby formula crisis is largely a creation of the government itself. Yeah. Uh, first of all, have to have to wonder which public relations whiz came up with the official name of the airlift, <laughs> Operation 
fly formula. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a horror movie. Fly formula. But, uh, of course, Biden stumbled in rolling out the airlift um, in a tweet. A tweet now, not just saying this verbally. In a tweet, he said, uh, a single USAF C-17 cargo plane was about to land in Indiana with 70,000 tons of infant formula. And uh, his caretakers had to delete that tweet and replace it with one that said 70,000 pounds, not tons of <laughs> formula. Dude, I don't know, could, could an aircraft carrier even carry 70,000 70, tons? Cargo plane, yeah, really. Um, maybe they can't. Like. No, I doubt it. The most perceptible cause of the shortage is a month-long pause in production at an Abbott nutrition plant in Sturgis, Michigan. Uh, Abbott suspended operations after bacteria at the plant was identified as the cause of two deaths. And they and Mead Johnson represent about 80% of the U.S. market. Nestle accounts for another 10%. Uh, but as is typically the case, as I mentioned before, the baby formula market is dominated by just a few players. It's not caused by too little government involvement, too much of this. Uh, the government buys about half of all infant formula used in, the, in America. Um, government contracts, daunting FDA regulations. There are a lot of barriers for would-be challengers to, to the big three producers of, of baby formula. Protectionism shelters them from foreign competition. Uh, it's illegal to import baby formula from a lot of countries. Try importing formula that's perfectly acceptable in the European Union, and you can't do it. We can't import it from Canada, restrict import from Canada. Uh, so it's, it's not from a lack of government regulation. It's because of government regulation is the reason that we have a baby formula crisis. And uh, it's, it's, people don't know that. People don't know that. Okay, stay tuned. We'll be back for our second hour right after the news. Uh, coming up next segment, we're going to have in studio with us musicians George Bennett and Melissa Ann. And we'll have some music from them. We will indeed. So we're looking forward to that. Yeah, how about that? How about that? Well, we are uh, Bill and Allison, Hill Country Patriot, every Saturday morning at 8 on your radio and online at hillcountrypatriot.com. It's 8 until 10. And first couple of Texas Radio, where you can listen to our podcast 24-7. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> we hope you do. And thanks for being with us. We'll be back after the news with some really interesting stuff that you will not want to miss. We are back. We are Bill and Allison. We are Bill and Allison. And we thank you for joining us once again. On Hill Country Patriot. Hillcountrypatriot.com. 104.3 and 102.1. Yeah, and we serve Kerrville, Fredericksburg, Comfort, Bandera, Hunt, Ingram, Johnson City, Mountain Home, Stonewall, Centerpoint, and places in between. And on Or the web. anybody can reach listen to us. At hillcountrypatriot.com. That's right. Or all over the world. All over the world. And um, 24-7, you can listen to our podcast. Hill... <laughs> I can't, I can't my, remember our my, podcast. My brain first, is not working very well. First couple of Texas Radio. <laughs> yeah, first couple of Texas Radio.com. Really. 
You know that uh, cut by Mitch Hedberg was was very funny. I mean, he's he's hilarious. Uh, he and Stephen Wright are two of my favorites. And yeah, I think it was Stephen Wright who said uh, said I'm, people don't think I'm a handy guy around the house. Well, I really am. I I have you know I have hammers and screwdrivers and things like that. I, he said I, uh, he said I have a step ladder because I never knew my real ladder. <laughs> Now that we have an audience, I can play to the audience. <laughs> That's right. I mentioned before, we have a live audience right now. They'll be coming on uh, coming on very soon. Our rising musical superstars, Melissa Ann and George Bennett. And we're going to be playing some of their tunes. We are. So we'll we are. forward to that. Uh, top advisor, Obama, Biden advisor, and Mao Zedong lover. Not literally, I don't think. I'm just reading <laughs> oh, this. Anita Dunn is returning to the West Wing as a senior advisor to Joe Biden. Wow, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, she's she is a admirer of Mao Zedong. Wow. Um, she uh, a radical leftist. Um, she said that uh, Mao Zedong is one of her favorite political philosophers. Here's what she said. And then the third lesson and tip actually come from two of my favorite political philosophers. Mao Zedong, Mao Zedong and Mother Teresa. And Mother Teresa. Mao Zedong. Yeah. Mao Zedong. Mao Zedong, if you don't know, murdered about 70 million Chinese in the last century, according to most accounts. Um, so that's, that's what you got running the country. And that's pretty obvious, too, from what they're doing. You know, I don't know if they, you know, first I thought, oh, you know, they're ideologically oriented and they're, they're doing this stuff. And you would think that you would see the gas prices, you would see the food prices, the price of everything going up. You would see the, the horrible things that happen in Afghanistan. You, you wonder, any sane politician would reverse course because they want to get reelected. But they're just doubling down. They're, pl- they're plowing ahead. Are they trying to destroy the country? You know, it sounds if, like it, doesn't it? Well, it does. If they were, if, let me put it this way. If they were trying to destroy the country, what more could they be doing? Exactly. So I've been thinking about this a lot, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking what it is is they are, they are socialists and communists. Socialism is just a mild form of communism. A lot of them are communists. And what they're trying to do is wreck the economy. So why would they do that? So they can say, well, you see, capitalism doesn't work. We have to have socialism slash communism. Yeah. You know, someone asked me the other day if I had plans for the fall. It took me a moment to realize they meant autumn, not the collapse of civilization. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Uh, well, Joe Biden has, has admitted it. He's lifted the veil, if you will. Uh, and lifted the curtain, and now we know who the man is. Uh, pay no attention to that man over in the corner behind the curtain. Joe Biden actually said in so many words that high gas prices are a good thing. Uh, he says... The oh, that's right, so people will get electric cars. Yeah, oh, we'll get rid of fossil fuels. Well, except, except that AOC wants to get rid of her Tesla. Because, well, because of Elon Musk. Because Elon Musk that. is making fun of her. Uh, he is, and he's, he's really good. He's really good at that. She, atta- she attacked him in a tweet, and he responded and said, Stop hitting on me. I'm very shy. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, yeah, Joe Biden, 
uh, is for high gas prices, and he admitted it. Uh, uh, we have a we have an audio of that, Allison, right? Um, uh, JB Gas. Oh yeah. And when it comes to the gas prices, uh, we're going through an incredible transition that is taking place that God willing when it's over will be stronger and the world will be stronger and less reliant on fossil fuels when this is over. The price of gas at the pump is something that I told you, heard me say before, would be a matter of great discussion at my kitchen table when I was a kid growing up. Yeah, when he was a kid growing up, gas prices were an issue. That's all he remembers about gas prices because yeah, he, hasn't bought, what, he hasn't bought gas since. Right. It was probably, what, 10 cents a gallon then? Yeah. Yeah, five, five and cents. went up to twelve cents a gallon, and you know his family was upset about it. And that's the last he's ever heard of gas prices. He never bought gas since, I'm sure. Uh, so anyway, given the presidency of Joe Biden so far, I would like to thank him on behalf of our country for not doing anything for the previous forty-seven years. <laughs> he was sitting in the Vatican in his brand new suit. Stood up to meet the Pope and all of a sudden he went poop. They ran out all the cameras, told him don't say a thing. He's the president now, baby, he don't even know his name. He's the president now, baby, he don't even know his name. Thought maybe it was Brandon, but it turns out it ain't. That teleprompter's telling us that Trump is to blame. He's the president now, baby, he don't even know his name. He said he'd stop the virus, but it's everywhere now. Inflation's up like crazy when your leader's a clown. We still got him three more years. I'm dreading every day. He's the president now, baby. He don't even know his name. He's the president now, baby. He don't even know his name. Thought maybe it was Brandon, but it turns out it ain't. That teleprompter's telling us that Trump is to blame. He's the president now, baby. He don't even know his name. The last thing Joe remembered, he was probably 62. Now he's like, where the hell am I and just who the hell are you? They tell him he's in charge, but he ain't running anything. He's the president now, baby. He don't even know his name. He's the president now, baby, he don't even know his name. He's never been too good at those political games. Got a million votes at 3 a.m., don't you think it's strange? He's the president now, baby, he don't even know his name. He's the president now, baby, he don't even know his name. Or Bill and Allison. Thanks for joining us. We'll be right back after this quick break. Texas, our Texas, all hail the mighty state. Texas, oh Texas, you're wonderful and great. Boldest and grandest, withstanding every test. Oh, empire wide and glorious, you stand supremely blessed. Oh, Texas, your freeborn single star Sends out its radiance to nations near and far Emblem of freedom, it sets our hearts aglow With thoughts of San Jacinto and glorious Alamo God bless you, Texas, and keep you brave and strong That you may grow in power and word throughout the ages long 
through another dimension. A dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. A journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of imagination. Your next stop, the Twilight Zone. Welcome back. You know what that means. News of the weird. Here's an actual news story printed December 6th, 1921. North Carolina has a moonshiner who believes in advertising his wares. Revenue officers in Asheville recently came across a bottle bearing a unique label, which they sent to Internal Revenue Commissioner Blair, himself a North Carolinian. The, the label reads as follows. Pure Mountain Corn Liquor. That's spelled K-O-R-N-L-I-K-K-E-R. Pure Mountain Corn Liquor, bottled in a barn, made in the backwoods of the mountains of western North Carolina by an old-time blockader that don't give a damn for laws and prohibition. Retailed on the Asheville market by all the high-class bootleggers for five bones per pint and worth every cent of it. Guaranteed to be strong enough to make you drunk as the devil in ten minutes and mean enough to make a baby bullfrog spit in a whale's face. (laughs) (laughs) The, The label has been added to the Internal Revenue Bureau's museum. <laughs> oh, that is, that's a wise man who came up with that. Very, very cool. 921 is our Hill Country Patriot time this morning, and we're glad to have you with Bill and Allison. We hope you join us every Saturday from uh, whatever time we're on, 8 to 10. 8 to 10. <laughs> have to right. stop and that's think right. about it because it's new for us. We have us. a new, new, new time we've, slot. We've been expanded to two hours, and we're very thankful for uh, the station for doing that because uh, actually uh, we prefer two hours at uh, um, is uh, makes things a little more relaxed, and uh, we don't uh, we have a little more time to talk back and forth. And of course, Allison, uh, Allison, run, maybe you don't know, Allison runs the board here when the and the board, the control board that that controls my <clears throat> my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, among other things. So, so Bill has to watch it if he if he steps out of line, I can Apparently shut off his mic. So this Saturday, today, June fourth, is Free Fishing Day in Texas. Once a year, Texas Parks and Wildlife allows everyone to fish in any public body of water without a fishing license. It's a great opportunity for people to try fishing for the first time, for parents to share a day of fishing with their kids, or for experienced anglers to get a day in before they renew their license. So go out and take advantage of free fishing day. You don't need a fishing license today in any public body of water. Hmm. Well, now, we have Town Creek on our property. Is that considered public? Not if it's on your property. Oh, okay. No, okay. You can't walk on somebody's property and, and fish, but you can go down by by the Guadalupe River, for example, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of places that fish down there. But you don't need a license today because it's free fishing day. Uh, the Hill Country Gun Show is today and tomorrow, 9 to 5 and 9 to 4 tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be at the Hill Country Veterans Center. There's sales of guns, ammo, and more. What's cool about this gun show, it's not a huge gun show, but it's a good one. It's a very good one. There's a lot of unique there's some the dealers you don't see at other places. Um, I've been to a number of times. All proceeds go to local veterans. So get out there and support local veterans. Go to the Hill Country Gun Show today at the Hill Country Veterans Center. And that's around the Singing Wind area, um, down down by the ho- uh, VA hospital, that area. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be from 9 to 5 today and 9 to 4 tomorrow. Today is the 7th, 17th, rather, Fredericksburg Car Fest. Presented by the Fredericksburg Morning Rotary Club. Uh, it's at Market Plots today from 8 to 4. And there's free admission for spectators. It'll be cl- it's a classic car show with 150 cars competing for prizes. 
First Responders Meet and Greet, a new car expo featuring new vehicles from leading manufacturers, also a DJ, food, beverages, raffle, and a silent auction. Proceeds benefit the charitable activities of the Fredericksburg Morning Rotary Club. And what else have we got? We've got something going on in Junction. I'm always happy to know something going on in Junction. Uh, Cowboys and Cajuns on the courthouse lawn. Cajuns? Uh, Cajuns. Cowboys and Cajuns is the name of it. Okay. Uh, it starts at unique? 6, 6 p.m. It is unique. It starts at 6 p.m. tonight and goes till midnight. Uh, be tonight, Saturday, June 4th. Crawfish will be served beginning at 6 p.m. Miss Kimball County will be crowned. Too bad you're not a resident of Kimball County. <laughs> uh, there'll be a street dance from 8 to midnight. I was in a beauty pageant. Uh, were you? I was. I didn't. I never knew that. Miss Miss Wool of Ohio. <laughs> okay. Did you Did you come in? Yeah, I've never known that. Did you Did you? You know, you know that, that little lamb that I used to have made out of real lamb's f- fur. Oh yeah. Curly. Yeah, yeah, fur, yeah. Whatever you call it. Oh, you got that in the Miss Lamb Miss yes. Wool thing. Uh-huh. Cool. Uh huh. Cool. When I lived in Illinois, uh, downstate Illinois, one of the counties is. Uh, a big uh, pork producer, and at the county fair every year, they, I kid you not, Miss Pork was crowned. I don't know, is that something the girl would want to be called? <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. It's just like, I'm a hog. I'm, I'm a hog, yeah. There was a woman named I'm a hog in Texas, Lork, daughter of a governor. Mm-hmm. Now, that the uh, there is a, a claim that her sister was called Yura, but that is not true. But her name was Ima. What an awful thing for her parents really? to do. Really? Anyway. Let me finish up. Cowboys and Cajuns on the courthouse lawn in downtown Junction from 6 to midnight tonight. Um, there'll be a dance from 8 to midnight. There's a cooler bottle charge of $10. Bring your lawn chairs. You can call the chamber in Junction for more information. That's 325-6, I'm sorry, 446-3190. 325-446-3190 or email them at chamber at junctiontexas.com. So those are some of the cool events going on in the Hill Country Take advantage of this beautiful area that we live in, God's country, prettiest part exactly. of Texas, probably one of the prettiest parts in the world. Exactly. So take, exactly. It, take advantage of that. And stay with us. Coming up after the break, we're going to have interviews and songs from rising musical superstars Melissa Ann and George Bennett. In the studio. In Live in the studio. Okay, welcome back. We're we're Bill and Allison. I'm not sure what's going on. <laughs> he'll, All sorts of electronic devices are going off country patriot. This this ain't brain surgery. <laughs> Nobody's going to die. <laughs> so as they said, it's radio. Yeah, and uh, well, I, as we said before, um, we have an interview with uh, our live guests here in the studio. Yeah, Melissa, Ann, and George Bennett, and uh, I wanted to get this in before we uh, talk with them, uh, because it's very important. Uh, the Bandera Brewery is hosting a two-day fundraiser for Robb Elementary School in mm. Uvalde. Uh, all funds raised will go to the First State Bank of Uvalde special account uh, for the survivors. Uh, and there are over 32 breweries participating in that. There will be live music. It will be 12 to 6 today and tomorrow, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, at the Bandera Brewery, which is 3540 Highway 16 South in Bandera. So uh, if you're in Bandera, or if you're nearby, or even if you're not nearby, um, you can uh, go to that two-day fundraiser 
um, say today and tomorrow, uh, for the survivors in Uvalde. And if you can't make it, contact the First State Bank uh, in Uvalde, and they have a special account there that you can contribute to. And I think uh, everybody ought to do that. 9.30 on a Saturday morning. Bill and Allison are with you, and we are glad that you have joined us. And we are on 8 to 10 on Saturday mornings now. Mm-hmm. Well, we've been uh, teasing you about a couple of very special guests today. And uh, time has come to, uh, to stop the teasing and actually, uh, actually uh, have you come. We're, uh, we're very happy to uh, have uh, Melissa Ann and George Bennett with us in the studio. Hi, guys. Hi, good morning. Hi. We're excited to be here. And let me adjust your mic just a little bit. There you go. Well, Melissa and George, you you came in for the Folk Festival. Yeah. Yeah. And you are both musicians and very popular ones, from what I hear. (laughs) And 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 we have heard heard some of their music, and it is. And and you're going to be hearing it in a couple minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. All right, Uh, Melissa. Let's talk about you. Mm -hmm. No, or as I used to say on dates. Enough about you. Let's talk about me. But <laughs> never, never got me anywhere. <laughs> but let's talk about you. Sure. Uh, where are you from? I am originally. Well, I grew up in Lewiston, Clarkston. It is in Washington State. So it's historic. Lewis, Lewiston. Lewiston and Clarkston. It's actually a valley. And so the explorers, Lewis and Clark. Yeah. yeah they um, explored the area and made friends with Sacagawea. And so it. Yeah, it was a it was a whole thing in that area, but um, it's a small town, probably thirty thousand. Okay, small town. I grew up there. Great place to grow up. Okay. River, Snake River, Clearwater River, uh, um, but probably not the best place to have a music career. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. Uh, let's see. Well, wasn't uh, Kurt Cobain from Washington? Yes, State? he was from Seattle. Yes. Okay, the so grunge there, era. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there, there are some musicians from yes. the state of Washington. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. And George. Yes. I know where you're from because we've been friends for many, many years. Right. right. Rock, Rockport, Texas. Rockport, yep. Fulton area. I, uh, I moved to Rockport about 13 years ago. Okay. Right you folks on the back porch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, we had uh, condos next to each other. Right, right. Yeah, and that's how we got to know each other. But uh, what, I, what, did, what is your background? My background is uh, I started playing music when I was young, 12, 13 years old. Up in, uh, I'm from Canada originally, a little place called Renfrew. Uh, went on the what road. What province as, is that? Ontario. Okay. Yeah. Went on the road as a musician uh, for a couple of years, and I've been playing off and on professionally, keeping jobs and staying alive ever since. <laughs> Ended up in Rockport. Okay, good. What do you play? I play bass guitar and uh, and some rhythm guitar, vocals. Okay. And you, do you do you have a regular group or do you pick up? Melissa and I play together. We've been together for what five years? Probably five, at least the last five years. Yeah, five Maybe years. Close to six now. Yep. And uh, I ran into Melissa through uh, mutual friend Randy. We used to play with us, and we uh, we end up just doing a duet. Melissa plays uh, ukulele and guitar, vocals, and uh, we blend together. Okay. Well, Melissa, uh, yeah. how would you describe your style? I would say it's singer songwriter, but definitely pop on the pop end of things. Okay. I like happy music, okay. <laughs> so 
as different from Kurt, Kurt Cobain, I like all everything <laughs> sunshine and rainbows and happy. Well, we ought to play her Feel a, good little, music. a little taste of the Jive Aces. If you like happy music, we talked about this is our these are our friends right. from England. Okay. England's number one swing band. All and, right. I want to hear it. And they play ukulele. What? <laughs> here's, here's a little taste of uh, Jive Aces for you. You can hear the ukulele. Bring me sunshine in your smile. Make me happy all the while. In this world where we live, there should be more happiness. So much joy we can give. To each brand new bright tomorrow Make me happy Through the years Never bring me Any tears Let your arms Be as warm As the sun from up above Sunshine, bring me love, bring me sunshine in your smile, in your smile, make me happy, make me happy all the while, in this world where we live, there should be more happiness, so much joy we can give to each man you brought tomorrow, make me happy. Well, that's a little taste of the Jive Aces for you. Exactly. You talk about happy music. It yeah. is very happy. Yeah, you can't be sad listening to them. No, and, and makes me want to dance. Melissa plays a plays a ukulele, and uh, so does Ian on, on yeah. of the um, Jive Aces. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, good. They were in Kerrville a few couple of months ago performed. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, speaking of because uh, you mentioned that could be uh, Louis Armstrong. Yeah. Written it. Oh yeah. Uh, Melissa, what are your uh, influences? Who, oh. who, who influenced you? I grew up, my dad loves uh, Stevie Nicks, so, and uh, the Beatles, uh, and uh, James Taylor, man, my dad listened to a lot of James Taylor, um, I think one of the first songs I ever learned was You've Got a Friend, he made me learn it, and I loved it, I listened to a lot of James Taylor, I grew up, I love Aretha Franklin though too, how soulful, and how she could take a sad song, lyrically sad, but um, just make it happy, too, and make you feel all kinds of things with her voice. She was an incredible artist. Well, I think uh, it's time to listen to a little of your music. I, ah, let's I th- do I it. I think it is. Yeah, this is... What bikinis are tan lines Singing along to chicken fried My cut-off jeans have seen so many days Sandy sparkles on our knees Cause we're laid out at the Oh, this pain will keep our secrets alive Imagine shot up with tattoos Written in my shade of blue How you look at me is so sweet Oh, don't you kill my love The sunset's far too bright 
said Turn up the bass on the door straight down Roll his own t-shirt in the back seat Has the best view If you're asking me Flip flop flop The shades stay on Summertime has me singing along like Thank you, Anne. thank you, Melissa. That was great. Yeah, and and, and and during the break, she told us where where her uh, video of that was was filmed. Yeah, Fredericksburg, Texas, <laughs> at the RV park um, with the old style trailers. It was just a, such a fun video to shoot. Mm. What did, what songs did you perform? Uh, Don't kill my vibe, and we got to use all the trailers. Like they were different. Uh, they're streamlined trailers. They're different colors, like pink, yellow, blue, totally tin, and just beautiful they just were beautiful on camera where can some people see the video um they got to go to my youtube channel melissa ann ann music melissa ann music ann okay excellent and uh can they can they buy cds and things like that yeah i have everything on my melissa ann music if you go to melissa ann on spotify itunes amazon music whatever your streaming platform is you can you can look at my music don't kill my vibe all my all my tracks are on there okay all the streaming how many have you recorded? Oh, goodness. I have a full-length album, which has 10 songs, and then I have, like, probably 15 other songs, oh singles God. out there. So <laughs> and that's just a little bit of a – I have, like, probably eight I haven't released, but slowly. Okay. You, don't, you, you don't look old enough to, to <laughs> record that many no, songs. You got, you, too bad we're not on television because people uh, she, would say, really? she She is really, really good really. looking. You started when you were two years old. Right. <laughs> When did you start singing? Oh, oh. man, I've been singing since I was three. Um, oh, I was close. I, yeah, you were very <laughs> close. You were like on the money. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I've always loved singing since I was little. I could just pick up on lyrics real quickly. And then I was about 15 when I wrote my first song. I wrote poetry first, of course. Wow. Most people yeah. do that. Okay. Okay. And George, you're a songwriter as well? Well, uh, I never wrote a song in my life until about 13 years ago, traveling from Sedona, heading for Rockport. And I happened to stop in into Kerrville to stay overnight. And uh, this gentleman pulled up in his bus and uh, headed for the door. And I opened the door, and it was Michael Martin Murphy. And uh, we tipped kind of hats to each other and never really introduced. And I thought, went to my room that night, and, and I remember his song, Wildfire. And I said, you know, I'm going to go and write a song tonight. And that was my first song, and this is the song we're going to listen to later. Oh. Uh, I wrote it, and Melissa pushed me to record it. Or, uh, probably never recorded it. Oh, really? Yeah. So she's been a great influence on oh, you as well. Yeah, yeah, she, she's a great influence. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, do 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 you two sing together? Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, we okay. Perform together all the time. Pretty much every weekend. Yeah, every weekend. Yeah. Well, we should come down to our cabin where where you're staying and yeah, uh, where they're jamming. L- listen to some some music. Yeah, that would be good. We would uh, love yeah. that. They are staying in our guest cabin. Yeah. By the way, that's what Allison is referring uh-huh. to. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And where can people see your videos? I, I don't have videos videos yet, but I have uh, my songs are on YouTube, 
Spotify. Amazon. And Amazon. Yeah. Well, there was a video on you. I saw on YouTube. Yeah, yeah just a picture. <laughs> qualifies as a yeah, video. Yeah, so you're right. <laughs> People can see what you look like. Yeah. George Bennett. George Bennett, yeah. yeah. George Bennett on YouTube. Yep, you got it. Good. Is there another George Bennett, the musician that they might? Well, I'm sure there is somewhere, but. Yeah. Uh, I think you're the only one. When I created yeah. your thing, I think yeah. you're the only one. That's good. What's, uh, what, insp- let me ask Melissa, what, uh, first anyway, what, how do you get inspired to write a song? I mean, just wake up, and, uh, do you think of it overnight while you're sleeping, you wake up in the morning, say, I want to do this, or That's does like the chicken or the egg, uh, everyone, it's a songwriter, they'll be like, do you write the lyrics first, or do you come up with the chord progression, like the music first, and I'm one of those weird ones, typically, I'll come up with the lyrics and the music at the same time, and I have to, like, voice memo it, because... How I'm singing it, the word has a the words have a cadence and a melody when they're coming through my mind. So oftentimes that's how that's how it works. Is um, yeah, they just the lyrics have a whole melody. So that's kind of how it works for me. But do you labor over it or does it just flow? Uh, the good ones always flow. <laughs> Take less than like 15 minutes. Like I think is my fastest one that I've written, wow. and that's usually when you just get a a vision. You you're capturing that moment when it happened. How you were feeling, how like what you saw, what you, everything. Okay, George, same question. Well, you know, I, like I said, I never wrote a song until about ten years ago. And now they just keep coming, so I'm going to keep writing them. Uh, same, same uh, idea. Sometimes they come easy. Uh, sometimes you have to work on them. I guess it's mm-hmm. like from a woman's perspective, like have, going through labor. Some some children come easy, and the other ones take a little more work. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's like you know, a new song is like having a new kid. You know, great. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't know what the reaction is going to be until you play it, you know. Mm-hmm. Elsie, you want to tell a story Kinky told us about Willie? Which one? That writing a song? Well, I guess I better tell it. <laughs> uh, King, Kinky Friedman was... You mean uh, about Matlock? Yeah. You want to tell a story? Yeah, Should King, I? You, you can tell it. Well, you can. We can take turns. Okay, every other word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Kinky said that uh, he was about 2 o'clock in the morning, his phone rang, and he was up, and... Uh, other end of the phone says, Kinky? Yes? It's Willie. And Kinky said, Who? It's Willie. Who? Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson, you know, on the road again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he says, What are you doing? He says, I'm sitting watching Matlock. And he says, That's a sure sign of depression. You need to write some songs. So uh, Kinky did. He said, I turned off the TV and I started writing songs and I sent, sent them to Willie. I wrote, I don't remember how many he wrote. Several. And he, he hadn't written songs for, I think, 40 years oh. at, at that time. At, may, maybe 30. And he sent them to uh, Willie, and Willie recorded some of them. And uh, then, I don't know how much later, but a few months later, uh, phone rings again, 2 o'clock in the morning. and Dinky? Yeah. It's Willie. What channel is Matlock on? Uh, 9.46, Hill Country Patriot Time, and you're with Bill and Allison and Melissa Ann and George Bennett, our very special guests, our rising musical stars, and I'm totally serious about that. Uh, they're here for the Kerrville Folk Festival, which is going on in front of me. It was a minute ago. Now I can't find it. Oh, there it is. The longest continuously running music festival in North America, 50th Annual Kerrville Folk Festival. Runs till June 12. It's going on right now, 18 days. Uh, about 30,000 people. Guests come from all over the world. Quiet Valley Ranch down on Route 16. Mm-hmm. Just keep going out of town until you see it on the right. Is, is what it is. How, how, how long does it last? 
uh, till June 12th, the last day. Oh, okay. Okay. So uh, there's plenty of time to do it. Uh, but people go, as I say, from all over the world to this. What's your, what's been your experiences at the festival so far? Uh, we've only been there for one day, and the, the entertainment's great. The people are friendly. Uh, it's like a, a little step back in time, and it's it's refreshing to see that people still get along. Everybody's friendly. There's there's just no uh, there's no bad attitude there at all. I mean, none at all. What, what what's the admission charge? I think it's forty five dollars. Yeah, get forty in. bucks a day for forty five dollars a day per person. Well, that's very reasonable considering what you get. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like all day, and then in the evenings, yeah. people jam. There's little yeah. informal jam sessions. We're hoping to take part in some of that tonight. Uh, Melissa's going to take her ukulele and bring her my guitar, and we're oh, going to tear it up. Good. Oh, yeah, we're all about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're game for that. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll bring my kazoo. And <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fun. Yeah, I actually, I'm a fan of, of jug bands. Oh. Are you familiar with jug bands? Oh, sure. Yep. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're kind of fun. The, the main song was the jug band song by the Love and Spoonful. Oh, really? Remember? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I used to, uh, Jim Queskin uh, his jug band, and uh, um, Jeff Muldauer uh, was with Jim Queskin for many years. And Jeff Muldauer is, uh, if you're familiar with him, he's a fantastic blues singer. Uh, and uh, his, you may know his of his wife, Maria Muldauer. Oh, uh, okay. Right. Yeah. yeah sure. uh, let's see. I've got a brand new pair of roller skates. You've got a brand That's new song. key. Remember That's that one? song, yeah. <laughs> Midnight at the Oasis, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, good. Uh, again, we're talking with Melissa Ann and George Bennett, who are in for the folk festival, and uh, um, we're going to be listening to uh, a song that uh, George wrote uh, in a few minutes. Uh, and actually, that that song is going to take us out of out of the show. But uh, stay with us because we still have a few minutes to go. We do. Uh, yeah, with George and, and Melissa Ann, how long uh, have you been singing, George? Since I was 12, about, uh, and that's a long time, we won't give it away. <laughs> singing, uh, yeah, I've had a lot of great experiences uh, playing on the road. I used to, uh, I started up with a gentleman from Little Rock, Arkansas, by the name of uh, Ray Smith. Uh, he moved to Canada with Ronnie Hawkins, just passed away mm, yeah. recently. And, and that was the era that I grew up playing music up in, up in that part of Canada, along northern New York State and, and Ontario, mm-hmm. Quebec, through all that area. And uh, that was my, my education, was staying on the road with those folks, uh, we played in those days six days a week uh, from 9 till 2 in the morning, and we practiced from 1 in the afternoon till 6 every day. Wow. And uh, that's what got me started. Wow. Yeah. It turns you it, makes you, it makes you really pay attention when you got to play those many hours and make a living. You know? And make a living at yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Now, th- those of you who hear George's accent will be probably surprised when you hear him singing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and also the, uh, the, the name of his song. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, the song is called Texas on My Mind. We'll be hearing that in a few minutes. Uh, well, who, is, uh, who would you regard as your, some of your biggest influences? Uh, you know, the Beatles. Um, you know, the night that Ed Sullivan, they were on TV. Uh, you know, that was the night, the, 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 in my opinion, the world changed. I, I got up and turned the TV to uh, Ed Sullivan. My dad got up two minutes later and turned it back to the, one of the only two stations. And I got up and turned it again, and it was all over. He won, but... Yeah, you know, got the, the the Beatles. You know, the next day everybody went out and bought musical instruments and tried to be musicians. Yeah. Wow, well, that's what you did. Then. Yeah, I, that's what I did. Which I? one particular Beatle uh, more than others? No, I liked them all. They're all okay. equally talented. Just just to uh, you know, just that whole influence of uh, be, you know, the music hit us, and we all all be and everybody started trying to be in a band. And that was a living the dream. You know? Yeah, I I can relate to that. Yeah. I went out and bought Meet the Beatles album. Yeah, remember that one? 
Well, I still have four albums that I bought in 64 and 65 mm-hmm. that have never been opened. Wow. Whoa, they're valuable. Yeah, I, I hope so. I could just yeah. get Paul McCartney to sign it. Yeah, but you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that would be a goal, wouldn't it? Yeah, it sure would. Yeah. Well, I say we're talking with Melissa Ann and George Bennett. Now, what um, where, you have some dates coming up as far as... Uh, we play in Rockport uh, pretty much every Saturday night at the uh, Fulton, Fulton Irish Pub. Irish Fulton Irish Pub every Saturday night. We do a lot of private parties. You know, okay. We play private parties for all over. You know, We oh. go to San Antonio, Austin, wherever. We're well, how can people get in touch with you if they want to book you? Okay, yeah, they can just go to my, well, one, my Facebook page is Melissa Ann Music. And so they can, they can find me there and message me. And that, that's kind of the easiest way. And I, a lot of times, um, that's how we book our private parties. It's just they'll, they'll message me on there. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Very good. And uh, so pretty much every Saturday night in Rockport. Pretty Saturday night. Every Saturday night Where in Rockport. Where did you say it was? What Rockport, venue? Fulton Irish Pub, right? That's oh, Fulton's Irish Pub. Yeah. Irish Pub, yeah. Fulton's Irish Pub. Oh, great. Great. We'll be uh, hearing George's Texas on my mind in just a couple of minutes. And we're, look, we're looking forward to that. Uh, we're uh, also, I think we've gotten through most of it, uh, most of the events this, uh, that are coming on this weekend, and we, uh, especially the Folk Festival, which we talked about mm-hmm. quite a bit, and we're happy to have, uh, so glad that you've been able to join us. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you. Really good. Nice really being good. here. Any last words uh, for us? And it's just w- wonderful to watch you folks work here. I, I, it reminds <laughs> me of sitting in my living room, you know. <laughs> It's all, it's all good, you know. Just, got great, great personalities, and I think you're doing a great job. Well, I wasn't fishing for a compliment. <laughs> no, but, you know, it just came naturally. Well, I, I, I told uh, uh, George and Melissa they were very complimentary earlier, and I said, it's nice to get feedback, you know, good or bad, because we don't get any. You know, mm-hmm. you sit, we sit in the bunker, and uh, we pretty much talk to ourselves, and so we rarely hear, occasionally we'll hear from someone, and it's, it's, it's usually very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we don't mind constructive criticism either, for sure. No, it's all good. Yeah, well, good. Thank you so much. Oh, glad to have you. We've been talking with uh, Melissa Ann and George Bennett, uh, who are in for the Kerbville Folk Festival and musicians. And you you heard uh, Melissa Ann's Don't Kill My Vibe a few moments ago. And uh, that's uh, one of many really, really excellent songs that that she's done. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can, uh, again, look at uh, uh, Melissa Ann Music. Melissa Ann Music on either YouTube, YouTube or Facebook, you can find it. And Instagram, too, same thing. Okay, and George, we, we find you on YouTube? YouTube and uh, Spotify oh, and okay. Amazon. Yep. Okay, and just, just look up George Bennett for that. We've got a new one coming uh, that we're working on right now, the two of us, and uh, it's about Hill Country. And oh, it is. Oh, we'll send it to you as soon as it's finished. Oh, absolutely. We'll, we'll play we, it. We will definitely play it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. I'm glad to hear that. We're yeah. looking forward to it. Well, we are done. Pretty much, except for George's almost, song. Almost and remember, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your path. Let's have George Bennett take it out with a terrific song he wrote called Texas on My Mind. And that's going to come up in less than a minute, right, Allison? Could we queue it up? It's queued up. I oh, can. it's queued up? <laughs> I can t- turn it on right now. Well, just give us give us a moment to... Oh, okay. To... Uh, you. Remind you that our 
website is hillcountrypatriot.com, where you can listen to us uh, wherever you are in the world, uh, live uh, from 8 to 10 Central Time, U.S. Central Time. We know we have some listeners in Singapore, and uh, Dubai. Dubai. Mm-hmm. We just found out in Dubai and uh, uh, Belo, Belo, what is it? Belarus. Well, no, he lives in the United States. Oh, he lives in the United States. He's, a, he's an American citizen. Okay. But we've had a number of them. So uh, we're very happy to have that. Or first couple of TexasRadio.com, where you can listen to us, our podcast 24-7. George Bennett, who wrote Texas on my mind, and here it is. Close us out. Blue skies over Sedona, not a cloud in the sky. Headed for the coast for a better way of living, and I just don't, don't know why. Was I really leaving, or was I searching for that peace of mind? When I found I had Texas on my mind Another day, another dollar Another footprint on my soul If I find Not a cloud in the sky Headed for the coast when I found Rockport And I just realized why Was I really leaving Or was I searching for that peace of mind When I found Texas on my mind Was I really leaving Or was I searching for that peace of mind When I found I had Texas on my
You've been listening to the Bill and Allison Mencaro Show. Heard each Saturday, 9 to 10 a.m. on the Hill Country Patriot.